guys, she's going out. She's done. She's like, 2020, I'm done. Bye. 2020, bye. Bye. Out of here. Pulling a joker on me, just like dying on screen. Hello, it's Amanda. And it's Shanna. And welcome to another episode of Girl Go Feed Yourself. (laughs) (laughs) What happened there? (laughs) (laughs) I had a frog, I think. (laughs) Like the worst. You had a frog in your throat. Okay, well, that's the first time I've ever heard that, but that was a good intro. Um, Two week vacation, and we're back with a bang, apparently. (laughs) So I'm so classy. As she drinks a large gulp of her, what is that matcha? <laughs> My pre, it's pre workout. Oh. oh, you haven't worked out yet today. Mm-mm. Ah, no, I need to get my life together. <laughs> but I did wake up at six thirty in the morning, and then I'm like, "How have I not worked out yet?" <laughs> and now <laughs> it's two o'clock your time. Yeah, it's three o'clock mine. Yeah. Yeah. I know so about that. Yeah, about that. We're we're uh, we're coming at you remotely yes. this time, which may mean some glitches. We apologize if there are any, but what did we just say, Amanda? Progress. Yeah, is, progress, not perfection. Yes, thank you. I was gonna. I was about to say progress is perfection, but um, that makes no sense. So. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for hanging out with us while we figure this thing out. <laughs> Thanks for missing us for two weeks as well. I'm sure you all did. <laughs> yeah, we had the holidays and some adjustments, but yep. we're here and we're excited to kick off a brand new freaking year. A new year, new approach to all of this, um, mm-hmm. and hopefully this is our year. Yeah, I'm excited. We have, uh, we are going to talk about like our goals, kind of like our New Year's intentions at the end of this call. This call. But this call. <laughs> you can tell I'm like in business mode. <laughs> At the end of this meeting, we will be discussing our projections for the year 2020. <laughs> you know, that's my that's the my grind time. Prime time grind time. Prime time grind time. Um yeah, I am in Florida. Amanda is still in Nashville. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's how it's going to be for a while. So we're going to make it work. And it's cool. I'm staring at you through a computer. I think my face is so close to the screen that you can see like (laughs) every blemish I may have. No, you look fabulous. You look like you're glowing. Thank you. It's that that Florida weather. No, it's actually cold, a really good facial mask. But we can blame (laughs) it on the Florida sun that I try and avoid at all times. (laughs) My skin loves the Florida weather. Oh, and my hair. It's and amazing. Everything. It's yeah, I I've been down here now a few weeks looking at places to live and uh yeah, I don't miss Nashville weather at all. At all right now. So that's So what's what's it like there right now? It's actually colder today. A cold front came through, so it's only in the 60s today. But mm-hmm. most of the time it's been in the 70s. Oh, man, the Florida winters. They're the best. They're the best. And it's good because I woke up this morning. I went for a run. It was only 50 degrees. So I could I could rock some of my full like winter gear when I want to. So yeah, it's actually, it's not bad. I'm I'm enjoying it. It's a little bit slower paced here, obviously. Um, I've spent some time yeah. in Miami. That was fucking nuts. 
Miami's a different world. <laughs> Miami's a different world. I I went there last Friday again um, for a night. And as soon as I pulled in, I was like so excited. And then I pulled in and I'm like, yeah, no. <laughs> I all of a sudden got stressed out and just like my body started to feel anxious and rebelled. And yeah, Miami doesn't give me great, great vibes, so to speak. Um, yeah. I don't know what it is about it. I think it's. It just feels uncomfortable, no matter what. It always feels slightly uncomfortable and um, not natural. Doesn't feel natural in Miami ever. Yeah, I can I, I can totally see that. Um, where are you staying again? Um, I'm kind of bouncing between Naples and then St. Petersburg. And although yesterday I was in Fort Lauderdale and Delray, so I'm all over the place right now. Kind of just. <laughs> I'm exploring all of Florida to really take it all in. Um, yeah. So that's what That's I'm awesome. Yeah. That's a lot of driving. It is a lot of driving, but um, it's fine when it's 75 degrees and I can put my windows down. I don't mind. I was just going to say music up, windows down. Good something, vibes. something, something. I was about to try and like quote a song, but <laughs> <laughs> the rapping side of me has not come out today. Um, yeah. How were your holidays? Were they good? Yeah, they were really good. Um, so a lot of Derek's family came into town because his parents moved here. Yeah. Um, so that was exciting. And, um, you know, just like a lot of kind of downtime, uh, time to kind of recoup and get ready for the new year, mm-hmm. which is really good. So the weather here has been insane. So nothing fun you're missing over here. No, I didn't think so. Yeah, it's been raining a lot, which is good. Nashville <laughs> so. is, uh, yeah, that's all I'm going to say. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, I'm happy it's like my favorite time of the year, the new year. It's my favorite holiday. So, well, aside from Halloween, of course. I was going to say, there's or your birthday, perhaps, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, my birth, my birthday month. <laughs> oh, you're one of those months people. Yeah, all of, and my birthday's on the first of April, so I never know if I celebrate like half of March, half of April, all of April, both March and April. Like, just do both. <laughs> just take it's full, my birthday season. Take full advantage. This is all about me for the next two months. Yeah, do what I'm in Aries, so you know that's uh, how we well, roll. That explains it all. <laughs> yep. <laughs> And I'm and I'm the first of the month, so I'm like, you know. You get to kick it off right. <laughs> Airy season. Airy season um, all the way. So yeah, we're we're excited for this adjustment, but new yeah. things to learn. New things to learn. Um new guests to come on the show, which is really cool. I think mm-hmm. coming for coming forward. Coming up. God. I'm already fucking up and we're only seven minutes in. Um, Yeah, I'm excited to see what 2020 brings. I'm sure all of you guys are as well. Yes. Although, okay, actually, I'll talk about it in my fed up, which we could start with right now if you want. Yeah, yeah, let's jump right in. Okay, I'm really fed up with um, the level of New Year's posting on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Specifically, when people say... 2020, I'm ready for you. Mainly because it's coming whether we like it or not. 
It's not yeah. showing up because we're ready. It's not like we're inviting 2020 into our home as a guest for dinner and we send them a text and say, hey, 2020, apps are ready. Come on over. Here you are. I'm ready for you. <laughs> 2020 will appear whether you are ready or not. So I don't know. I It bothers me when people say they're ready for a new year. It's like, yeah, are you ready to wake up in, the next day and get on with your life? Then, yeah, you're ready mm-hmm. for the new fucking year. Like, we all have to be ready for the new year. Right. Because we are alive and we would like to live another day. It's just that phrasing that bothers me of, like, it kind of – maybe it encompasses all of it that it – I'm all for setting New Year's intentions and resolutions and, and looking at a fresh year because – also selfishly, like if anything really fucked up happened in 2019, especially in the end of 2019, instead of being like, oh, I had a really shit time with this person last week. It's I had a really shit time with this person last year. Like it sounds so much further away than it actually was. Um, yeah, you can separate it. You can separate it. But I, I guess what bothers me is that a lot of people put so much emphasis on January 1st to make all these changes that it's really not sustainable. And they they don't end up sticking to it for the rest of the year. Like I think, I don't think we need January 1st to be the defining moment of when to make a change in your life or when to make a resolution. You can do that any day of the year. Yeah. And all of those things are personal, right? Like it's your personal, it's your own personal choices and thoughts and like decisions to come up with for how you're going to spend the next 12 months of your life. Unless you're someone obviously like you who really coaches people and helps people and wants to inspire other people, mm-hmm. I'm not sure it's necessary to sell on putting it on Instagram doesn't make it any more important to you as a person. And sometimes I feel like a lot of people are posting more so to, I don't know, show that they care because everyone else does, but they're not really doing it for themselves. Right. Um, and just because you say you're ready for 2020 doesn't mean you're actually doing anything to help yourself. So I think there's just a fine line between being genuine again and kind of, I don't know, it goes, it also goes back to um, what irks me the most is when tragedy happens. Like right now, the fires in Australia, mm-hmm. um, I'm all for people showing support on Instagram, but when you just post a picture of yourself in Australia and you say Australia has a special place in my heart, I feel like mm-hmm. you're taking away from what the what the problem is. You're kind of making it about yourself. And I feel like the human race right now has a lot of tendency to make things about themselves when it's nothing to do with them. Almost like they just need to post. And it doesn't right. do anything. It doesn't help what's going on in Australia. You weren't donating money to a charity. You weren't, you're just posting a picture of yourself and saying how your heart is breaking. Well, if your heart's breaking that much, like, why are you sitting on Instagram thinking to post on Instagram? Like, I don't know. There's, to me, there's just a lack of genuine quality behind that type of stuff. And I, I find it all to be a bit, a bit stupid. And that's what I'm fed up with. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I totally get what you're saying. Like with Australia, I mean, I feel like if you're going to post something, you should post a solution. Mm -hmm. Like, giving, using that platform, because I feel like having a platform in general, whether you have thousands of followers or not, like using that platform to, um, for a good purpose. Yeah. And like totally like giving tools for a solution, like here's where you can help, you know? Um, but yeah, like 
I saw someone just posting these beautiful pictures in Australia that they just visited and then like said nothing about the fires that were happening while they were there. And I was just like, I feel like it made me feel weird, you know, seeing that. And I was just like, whatever, to each their own, you know, like do you boo. But like, it made me feel weird seeing somebody of influence, like there but Uh not saying anything about it Uh or like offering a solution and so I just felt it made me feel weird about it so um I agree I think it's like an excuse for someone to post and make it about them when it's nothing yeah I I just I'm all for people having a platform I don't I mean it's a fine line I might sound like an asshole but but we all have influence whether we have like one follower or a thousand followers. Like we all have some level of influence. And if we're going to use that platform, we should like, if we're going to say anything at all about a crisis, we should have a solution attached to it. I agree. And also legitimacy behind something. Don't just like, there's been a lot of people um, referencing the bushfires as due to climate change when Mm -hmm. If you actually read the news, I'm pretty sure there's reports that these were started by arsonists. So, um, yeah, I was watching the Golden Globes last night and an idiotic celebrity. I mean, a lot of them are idiots and I loved, I don't know if you watched it, but Ricky Gervais's mm-hmm. Ricky. Well, I'll send you the link to Ricky Gervais's monologue. He basically roasted all the celebrities in the room for being arrogant and self-entitled and like preaching all these different messages during their speeches, but not actually following it themselves and getting on their own private jets. And they want to sit up on their Mm. speech and like make all these political statements, but then they go back to their mansions and they kind of try and cheat the tax system themselves and like do all this shit. And the monologue was brilliant. I mean, he's gotten like rave reviews for basically saying how it is. Um, Mm -hmm. He even made a reference where, all these celebrities make commentary about how they have issues with different streaming networks and how like Netflix and Hulu are taking over yet. All of them will go and do a show on Netflix or Hulu when they're offered the right amount of money. And then Ricky went on to say, well, if ISIS went and created their own streaming channel, you all would be calling your agents too. So (laughs) check yourselves. Like, and it was all, I mean, it, it was all legitimate points. And so last night during an acceptance speech, this nut job, made this huge thing about climate change and what's going on in Australia. And it's because of climate change. And we, you know, we shouldn't, we shouldn't listen to other people's opinions on certain things, blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, like it's clearly stating in the news that some of these bushfires were started by people uh, with matches. So yeah, like, let's all check our facts before we make all these big um, claims and bold statements, because it's, this is the problem. Like this is the problem with politics. This is the problem Mm -hmm with making statements about climate change, like, yes, climate change is a very real thing, but just because you have a platform and we all have a platform, it doesn't Mm -hmm. then make us experts enough to go and voice our opinions in a way that we're actually trying to convince other people. Like we need to know all of the facts before we actually start making bold claims and statements. Yeah, that's, I agree. Like, that's just like on Facebook all the time, you'll see clickbait and people share and share and share. Mm -hmm. And in, in, like when you actually read the article, like people share and clickbait stuff just because of like a title of something without mm-hmm. actually reading it. Yeah. Um, and then like checking facts. So yeah. Um, That's my fetish. Yeah. <laughs> and with 2020, um, it's great. You're celebrating 2020. 
here's a little tip, unless you're an expert in this health coaching world like you or anybody else, like go enjoy your 2020 and don't spend all night posting to me about how you're changing your 2020. Like go do it. Just go do, do it. it. Stop talking yeah. about it on Instagram all the time. And like, and oh, by the way, the top nine photos of 2020 or 2019. Uh-huh. Again, that is purely to me, unless you are directing it at your clients or you have a business that operates on showing progress, body transformations, whatever else due to fitness. If you're just mm-hmm. a blogger, quote unquote, or somebody that wants to post your top nine photos, more power to you, post them. But all I see when I look at that is an opportunity for you to get more attention because you just need an excuse to post. And it's like, there's a fine line between Instagram being informative and helpful. Like your profile, for instance, informative, help, helping others, helping people find mm-hmm. their true best selves. Versus these other ones where it's like people are just posting purely for attention and it's so vain, like all of it, the the Instagram stories of what you're eating every day and the Instagram stories of how you're walking through a grocery store and the way your face looks on a filter, like it's all purely there for attention. Mm -hmm. And I just, yeah, yeah, it's dangerous. It's dangerous. I mean, it's, it's like a, a weird place because I love documenting. I love sharing. I love all that stuff, but like, I wouldn't be doing it if I wasn't legitimately like helping people Mm -hmm. with that content, you know, like I don't, I would be like, what's the point, you know? And I was, before I started coaching and like having an online platform, I wasn't like, I didn't have an online platform, you know, like I wasn't taking pictures of myself or doing progress pictures or like, any sort of stuff like that because it like I it didn't there was no need um and so like I always say I wouldn't be on social media if I didn't have a business and if I wasn't like actually using my platform to help people um but I mean that being said like I think it's great that people want to share um but I do hope that people share with intention and like actually give quality value, if that makes sense. You know, like I see, uh, you know, like influencer accounts, not even influencer accounts. Cause like there's influencer accounts who are like content creators and like are making an income that way. Right. That's the difference. But like, you see someone who just has like a large following, but they're not offering value. They're not offering any sort of like lifestyle or like, you know, no. not really offering much, but they just have a bunch of followers and then they're posting just like content. That's not even truly content. They're just like saying happy Monday or like something super surface level and not actually adding value. Yeah. Um, and then I'm like, what's the point? You there know, isn't. if you're not going to add value, what is the point? There isn't. Um, and how much life are you missing no. by fixing? Yeah, I don't get time? it. Like, if you're going to have a platform, you should do something with it. Like, if you love social media and you love editing, you love sharing, because I get it, do it. But, like, if you do that, might as well do something with it, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, have a purpose behind it. Like, do something that lifts other people up, be a positive space. Like, I don't know, something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I get it. And like the new year's thing, um, I love when people get excited about new year's, but 
like it's not going to change anything if they don't change. Like nothing changes if you don't change. Right. <laughs> like, of course. So I like, there's definitely energy about a new year. I get it and I love it. And I'm like, yes, finally, people are excited about leveling up in their life and people are excited about their fitness or nutrition or changing and that because I'm like that year round and I love it. Like I love connecting with people who want to like do bigger things and create change and do something, you know, like Mm -hmm. who don't want to sit in their shit and they want to change like that (laughs) inspires me. And I'm like, yes, everyone's on the same level. Let's go. You know, like, welcome to the, like, welcome to reality. Let's kick it off. Like, um, but you're right though. Like a lot of people don't actually change and they hope that like this motivation for this goal, whatever X, Y, Z is going to stick just because it's a new year, but like not actually changing habits. And like the habit is where the real change comes because you just like you're in the habit and you have a self-care routine of brushing your teeth every day. Mm -hmm. Like you don't let the motivation of a new year or like the unmotivation of a holiday season, uh, stop you from brushing your teeth. Right. (laughs) You still brush your teeth. Right. So same thing with like your nutrition and wellness and fitness. Like, and that's of course what we see the most of in the new year. Um, like that doesn't, I don't believe that should change. Like what, no matter if it's a new year or the end of the year. Um, yeah, I agree with you. I I fully agree with you. Yeah. It has to be a habit. So yeah. Anyway, I'm, I like, it was kind of ranting with you in a way. Did (laughs) we just share, did we just share a fed up this week? (laughs) Well, mine kind of goes with that. Like my fed up is people who are um, fitness or wellness, quote unquote, people on Facebook or Instagram, like talking about fast results um, for your nutrition and fitness, like lose weight fast, like take this pill, you know, whatever, like whatever this like quick solution is. Detox tea. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Like... I'm all about a good detox if it's plant-based, healthy, and you're eating food. You know what I'm saying? And Mm -hmm. I think we've talked about that before. Like, I'm about cleansing and whatnot, but, like, through food. Yeah, like, go go grain-free for – I mean, I'm not – I don't have a big issue with grains, but, yeah, like what you're saying of – you know, do do a smoothie and then do vegetables and sweet potatoes and bone broth, like that kind of cleanse is great. Yeah. Yeah. Like whole food. No processed for a few days. Yeah. Right. Like cut out caffeine, cut out alcohol, like any of those things that cause inflammation, like you said, grains and stuff like that. But um, as long as it's like food based and whatever, but like there's skinny teas and like, yeah sprinkle this on your food to like have a carb inhibitor blockage or whatever, like weird shit that is, doesn't make any sense. And they're like, lose weight fast, lose weight fast. And they're like kind of preying on people who are, they're like using the new year to, Mm -hmm. you know, in a way prey on people who are vulnerable or who are ready for change. And I'm just like, I want to be that person who's like, Cause I, I've been sharing my progress photos. Right. But yeah. I'm like, this is my year <laughs> like progress. I lost 15 pounds last year. And I share like my year progress. I'm not like, this is what happened to my face in five days. <laughs> this you know? happened to me in three days. And this is what I looked like in two months after drinking skinny detox tea 
every single right. day. It's false. Yeah. It's false marketing. It's false advertising. It's sending the wrong message to people. Mm-hmm. And overall, it's. I mean, look, we all need to have the. It's 2020 now, guys. Like, have the fucking common sense to know that all of that shit is bullshit. There is no instant overnight fix. Everything nope. is about building a routine that is sustainable, that's consistent, that you can follow mm-hmm. on a day-to-day basis and create a lifestyle for yourself. Stop looking at things as diets. Stop looking yes. at them as temporary solutions. Adapt a lifestyle that is easy for you to follow that you can hold on to for the rest of your life and you can use that as the foundation so that you don't even think about it anymore and your body finds its own equilibrium. That's like literally all it comes down to. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. That was a good fed up. (laughs) So let's talk about the good stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Where do you fuck yeah about? Oh. Um uh, I'm fuck yeah about dating right now in a weird way. I mean there's a lot of like there could be some fed ups with it too, but yeah, I'm a little (laughs) fuck yeah about it. I um it's funny when you make conscious decisions, which of course is what our episode is about today. But when Mm -hmm. you um, start to make conscious decisions entirely based on what you want and stick to what you want in life and what matters to you, I think you start to uh, subconsciously inadvertently make choices that lead you down the path of uh, towards where you want to go, right? Where you're going to find those things in life that you want. And I think life also starts to push you into the vortex of certain people that fit more of the dynamic and future that you want as well. So it's really funny when you start to look at the world and be like, yeah, I deserve this. And yeah, I do want that. And yeah, I definitely don't want what I was in before. Fuck that. Um, Mm -hmm. It's funny how everything else kind of responds and starts to fall into working with you. So I'm fuck yeah about the optimism and the just kind of waking up and being like, I'm in a good place. I know what I want. I know exactly what I want in somebody and, you know, getting to meet somebody of that caliber that fits all of that. And you're in a, you're in such a comfortable place with yourself. I mean, even in marriage for you of like, you don't need this person, Mm -hmm. but you want this person. And, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's good to be like, wake up and be like, yeah, this is a cool aspect of my life. Um, but it's not the defining factor of my life. And I think the moment you get to that point when you're in relationships with someone or dating or whatever else, I think that's when you, you fully reached a point of self-confidence and independence and happiness. When you're, you're no longer looking at a relationship as your be all end all, you're looking at it as, um, just a really cool, exciting thing. And if it doesn't work out, like, okay, things will be okay. Life goes on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a compliment to you versus like it needs to be your whole entire life. Like, mm-hmm. right? Like your relationship is a compliment and a, a nice addition to like who you already are because you already love what you got going on. Yeah, exactly. It, it's it's not like you need to find yourself in someone else. No, and I think it's also owning up to like, holy shit, I made some really bad decisions in the past with like some really <laughs> fucked up people and like – kudos to myself for not putting up with it anymore yes so yes I love that yes I'm excited I like I'm excited to hear more dating stories because I mean I will do I'll keep it on the DL with you (laughs) yeah in the in the 
uh, what's the word I send you text say? updates of like this yeah. is what's happening. And <laughs> what do you think? Yeah. Um, so yeah. I mean, I'll talk about it more if people want me to, but you guys need to let us know if you want to hear more dating stuff. I'll talk yeah. about it. But yeah. Anyway, what are you um, fuck yeah about? Um. So there's a couple things, but I think my main one right now is the fact that I got Botox. What? what? Welcome to the club. <laughs> yes, I am like really excited for it to fully kick in, which I found out it takes up to two weeks. Yeah. Um, takes it so like time. I still I still kind of have a rogue eyebrow. <laughs> it like my one eyebrow moves, so I have this like thing going on. Um, but it feels good knowing that like. I'm working out, I'm looking at my phone and whatever, and I'm not like, because whatever this in the middle piece is called, Mm -hmm. where your eyebrows squinch together. Yeah, those muscles. I don't know the name. Yeah. Mine are so strong, and they're like always active, like always squinching and always... Squinching? um, Squinching. (laughs) Is that a word? I think you're trying to say scrunching and squinting, and you made made squinching. (laughs) (laughs) Stop trying to make squinching a thing. It's never going to be a thing. Damn it, Gretchen. Uh, <laughs> um, and uh, so, yeah, it's uh, it feels good, like, that it's starting to relax because always having those muscles, like, tense yeah. was giving me headaches yeah, and making me feel more stressed in a way. And so – it's like starting to relax and I'm like, oh yes, like I don't, I don't know. It just feels really nice. I will say, um, in the beginning it was very awkward because my muscles are so strong here that they're like fighting against it. It feels like. Yeah. Well, they're, they're getting paralyzed. So you're feeling paralysis, but you feel like you're fighting against it. It's normal. It's, yeah. So that was like a new feeling. I was like, I feel like my muscles are just like, fighting the calm (laughs) like no I want you guys to be calm calm to keep calm and carry on (laughs) as the queen or Churchill keep calm and carry on it wasn't the queen I think it was just a war saying but um (laughs) but yeah good for you welcome to the club yeah now you'll never you'll never go back I'm telling you no I'll never go back I'm just like I already look so much more relaxed I feel more relaxed and it's just like my forehead it's so weird I'm just like I'm so happy. I keep saying it to Derek. I'm so happy I did this. Oh, good. <laughs> good for so, you, yeah. Way to, way to get that done. Um, yeah. I'm well, you made that decision for yourself. So speaking of decisions, um, mm-hmm. I think we need to talk about today the the difficulty of making a decision even when you already know what you want. But you yeah. – if you're an analytical person – um, it can be hard to make a decision when you're faced with options where you see the value in both sides, mm-hmm. whether it's in a person or shall I say people or work or um, decision you're making about how to eat and work out all these things. I think if you're someone that really weighs pros and cons, you end up kind of inadvertently confusing yourself to the point where you're like, Oh fuck, I can't make a decision. And now I'm going to sit here <laughs> Um, and get all worked up and stressed out because I don't know which direction to go in. And this, we were kind of talking about this before we started recording today. I was telling Amanda how, um, 
even in dating, sometimes you'll get faced with like the decision of being able to meet two different people at the same time who are both fantastic and you don't know which one to go with. And you don't necessarily want to rule one out over the other, but you are not in a position yet to really feel like strong enough feelings in either direction to know which direction to really go in. Um, And so you kind of end up sitting and being like, oh, fuck, I shouldn't do any of it because I just can't make a decision and I don't know which direction to go in. And it's it reminds me of that gif of the white monkey or whatever it is. And he's got his hands up and he's like, yes, like doing the weird what the fuck thing. Um, Yeah. So I guess... I thought it'd be cool to talk about today the confusion of making a decision and Mm -hmm. how is it a subconscious thing? Is it something where you really do need to listen to your gut and make the decision or is it purely just throwing blindly an arrow at a board and whatever it hits, that's the decision you're going with? I don't know. I don't know if it's more you need to be logical and really think it through and make a decision or if it's really the decision is already made for you. You're just not seeing it yet. So. Hmm. yeah it's hard to know yeah I feel like there's there is a lot of power in finally making the decision um which we can talk about but like I see how there's a lot of confusion when you have multiple options and it's like uh what do you do where Mm -hmm. do you go so if you are someone who's like super analytical um or just like have trouble making a decision, right? I think part of it is listening to your intuition. Yeah. Um, I think that's a really big part of it. And then just knowing, like having, because um, I think a lot of times it's like we don't know if we, like we don't trust ourselves enough, right? It's like I don't trust myself enough to make the right decision. Cause it's mm-hmm. always like, do I make the right decision or am I making the wrong decision? And so, and how are you defining right or wrong? Like, is it right. right? Am I making the right decision based on emotions? Am I basing, or am I making the right decision because it's more practical and it fits more boxes or right. ticks more boxes? I should say, like, how do you know? So I'm thinking like, I, cause I told you this before, like, I don't think, there's a divine way if that makes sense I don't think it's like oh we're supposed to be with this person or like we're supposed to do that or this I think there are things that come into our path for a reason I think like we I I do think that there's like divine guidance in different ways but then I think it's up to us to make the choice right and either choice would be fine and I think, um, cause there's a lot of pressure in saying there's the right one and then there's the wrong one. Well, what if both of them can be right? Yeah. You know, and like taking that pressure off of it needing to be right or wrong, black or white, yes or no. And then you said like, um, I think when you trust yourself or like listen to your intuition and like really see like, how am I really feeling about this? Um, instead of like worrying about outside sources, if we like focus on how we are feeling about it, true to the, like true to us, um, then it's like we can feel good about our decision, whichever way we go. And then knowing that we can always change our mind. We can not 
follow through with that if we don't want to like we like the it's not end all be all the world's not over you know what I mean like there's always a chance to change our minds down the road there is of course and I think um yeah it's it doesn't have to be black or white but then there's also that saying of when in doubt do nothing and I don't know how much validity there is to that as well of um I think there's a fine line between also making decisions. You think you're making a decision based on what you want, but subconsciously you're like, you're factoring in other people and not wanting Mm -hmm. to hurt other people or other people's hopes and expectations. And I think it's really hard as a human to not take other people's needs or wants into consideration when making Mm -hmm. decisions, but ultimately you can't, right? Like it's, you need to make a decision for yourself, whether it's a job relocating a person you're dating, um, God, you know, even stupid things like what dog you're going to buy. Like ultimately you have to make a decision purely on what you want. But I've always found the biggest difficulty is fighting um, emotional and logic. And I've encountered it in my dating life before of like dating someone because it seems practical and it's logical. Like, oh, they're in this city and oh, we both like to travel. So yeah, it makes sense. But emotionally, like the whole time sirens are going off of like, this is not your person. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's hard. It's just, I don't know. I don't have the answer of like how to make the right decision when you're stuck having to make one. Um, I think it's a never ending process. I think it's something you have to continuously practice and teach yourself and I'm not necessarily a big fan of meditating. I think meditation actually gives me more anxiety a lot of times. Um, And that's another point. Like not everything is for everyone, right? Like meditation may work for some people. It doesn't work for others. Um, Mm -hmm. I just don't know how to at times decipher between my logic and my emotion. Right. And in business, I can do it very easily, especially lately. But when it comes to friendships, dating, relationship, um, all of those things, I have a really hard time understanding if I'm making a decision for, like purely for myself or um, if I'm being influenced by others or why I have such difficulty making decisions lately. And maybe that's because you know the world is full of opportunity and you know that every decision you make is kind of a catalyst and it leads you and propels you down this path. you you had no idea you were going on. And so mm-hmm. maybe, maybe because we're more self-aware and um, if you're someone who is more connected to yourself and you really are very, very, dare I say, intelligent, I think it's, it's a lot harder to just make decisions on a whim because it's not practical and it's not logical and it's, you think 10 steps ahead anyway. So making that decision mm-hmm. is a lot harder than maybe someone who doesn't think 10 steps ahead. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I know like for me, I've always, I'm like, a, I make decisions pretty fast uh, just because I am connected to myself and I'm like, I know what I want. Um, and then I'm always like, well, then if it doesn't work out, I can do something else. Like I'll figure it out. You know, I'm always like, I'll figure it out. But like when I want something, I yeah. want it now oh, yeah. and I want to do it now, you know, <laughs> like, like when we were making the podcast or came up, we didn't like mull over it. We just freaking did it, right. you know? Right. Um, and like when I started coaching, I just 
freaking did it. I didn't mull over it. Like what could be the pros? What could be the cons? I just like, I was like, this feels right. It, I want to do it. <laughs> and I did it. I don't know. It's just, and that's just kind of how I've always been. Like I, uh, I go, I jump in. Um, and I was like that when I met Derek, you know, he, I had a feeling. So like I was, that's so hallmark of you, but I love it. I, I know. It's so, I'm like, I just knew, I don't know, something felt right. Like I felt um, comfortable. Mm-hmm. There wasn't like a lot of anxiety around it. Um, I knew I could see myself like having fun with him long term. Uh, he was like lighthearted and understanding. It just like, uh, the kind of person I could get along with, you know, right. like long-term. And so that was really important. And so we, I, we kind of just jumped right in, like we met and then we just never not hung out. <laughs> now it's almost yeah. 10 years later. Um, so, and it was interesting because the day I met him, I didn't like his outfit and he knows this, uh, <laughs> but he was like wearing a vest. Like he wasn't my style. He wasn't like dressed like what at the time was like my um, style of what I would put a man in a box or whatever. Um, But there was just something about him that felt right, felt familiar, Mm -hmm. felt good. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, at the same, the same night, like I was kind of getting met up with someone else and could have completely gone down a different path, but he texted me like the next day I was in the bath and he's like, let's go on a date. And I was like, okay. And it just felt good. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's hard to, cause sometimes you do have to go in it emotionally, but while also going in logically at the same time to not be like stuck in a cult situation or like, um, an abusive relationship or something sketchy as hell, you know? Like you want to have your wits about you mm-hmm. while also emotionally, I say not, not to say emotions necessarily, but more like a feeling of what, of an inner understanding or inner knowing, right. if that makes sense, like your intuition and just like trusting yourself, even if like you fuck it up, like at least you trusted yourself in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, you trusted yourself in the moment to make the right decision. And if you fuck it up, then, oh, well, you know, that was a, lear- a learning experience that you could like. That's happened a lot. Yeah. Take, you could take with you to the next <laughs> adventure or whatever, you know? Um, yeah. No, I don't know. I think you're right. I think it's funny how, and maybe we should do an episode on this, but how to strengthen your intuition. And I don't mean yeah. strengthen it. It's literally, but like how to strengthen your ability to hear and listen to your intuition and decipher it from all of the noise. Um, yes. It's funny how no one really talks about that. I know. I would love to talk about that and maybe even get someone on too who like is really good at it. What are you holding <laughs> up to your head? A pen? Oh, a pen. <laughs> I was like, you look like you're holding a weapon to your face. <laughs> Guys, she's going out. She's done. She's like, 2020, I'm done. Bye. 2020, bye. Bye. Out of here. Pulling a joker on me, just like dying on screen. Um, That'd be really jacked up. That would be really fucked up. So mean. My intuition tells me that would be fucked up. 
Yeah, I just decision making is one of my it's one of my hardest things personally. Um when I can't see the future. So it's like, I'm one of those people where it's like, yeah, I can make a decision, but I want to see the outcome first and then I'll make a decision. Yeah. And you can't do that. And that's not life, no. right? But it's hard because it's, yeah. especially with dating and especially with any personal topics, it's always the what if and like. Yeah, that what if is a killer, man. But maybe there is the whole point to something or validity to the idea that even if you make a decision, like there's already a plan for you, you're still going to get rerouted back to where you were supposed to go anyway. So yeah, I, I'm curious. I'm always, and we'll never know this in our lives, but are we actually making decisions or are the decisions we making, we're making, we are ones that we think we're making, but they're already predetermined for us. You never know. That's trippy. That's a trippy one. It's a trippy one. So yeah. I don't know. Um, I'd love to know from anybody else listening how you make decisions when you're perplexed and like you see the good in two different scenarios and you don't know which one to go with. How do you make a decision? And maybe it comes down to just flipping a coin. I don't know, but I'd love to hear some tips and tricks on how to do it because it can make, it can make dating and future life real difficult if you uh, don't know which direction to go in sometimes. Yeah, that's true. And, uh, like my my kind of thought process on the whole are we being guided are we even making our own decisions or are we just like you know already guided and everything's already decided for us um i'm not a religious person by any means but i am like spiritual i guess like i believe that we have souls and that there's energy for us in the universe i don't think there's like a man upstairs like like running our lives and um, like an actual man, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, I don't think it's like that. I think it's all energy. Um, But I think that, so my kind of perspective is that we did come here. Like, I feel like our spirit self in the spirit world decided our spirit self, like, up in the sky or wherever it resides, wherever that land is up in the the clouds, bouncing from cloud to cloud that we were like, yeah, I want to come to earth and like be this person. I, I feel that we like chose our parents and chose our um, life based on the lessons that we knew we would learn through that hardships or non hardships or whatever. And then And then like, I feel like we have a divine purpose, but then once we're here, it's like our, it's our mission because we don't remember these things, right? We're just on on earth, you know, um, in our human form, we have no idea what we're doing. Um, and we're just like little babies trying to figure it out. But like, then our spirit self, our higher self knows the answers because we chose this. And then it's our, I feel like it's our divine purpose to like figure out what our purpose is and to like really connect to ourselves and like unlearn all of society's bullshit and like undo all the fucked up conditioning that's been placed on us through life and whatever to kind of come to who we really are. Mm-hmm. And I think our intuition is like a part of that process. So that's like my, my, uh, spiritual 
viewpoint. Why did I have a talk then with my spiritual self? Because um, yeah, why did why why did you want such difficulty in certain things? Spiritual self, get your shit together. Yeah, I mean, and I feel like there's no right or wrong. I feel mm-hmm. like there's just choices we make. I mean, no, there is no right or wrong. You're right, but to an extent, I mean, obviously, like murdering and like those kinds of things, there's right and wrong. Yes, those are clearly right. <laughs> but it's funny now. But, I think as humans, we also associate anything that didn't work out or anything that was really fucked up as wrong, which is true. Right. It was wrong for you. It wasn't the right thing. But then um, you learn from it. But you learn from it. But then you also, I think, subconsciously make decisions moving forward based off of that. And sometimes that can come back to bite you in the ass too. Of like, well, I want to make a decision. And I can't make a decision because I see similarities from past experiences Mm -hmm. and you're using that in order to make a decision on current situations and you, you shouldn't do that either. So it's, it's difficult. I think, I think being able to make conscious decisions, conscious decisions, um, for yourself without any external influences, taking a moment to really think it through, like skipping a beat, just breathing um mm-hmm. I think it's something you really have to master and like I've not oh yeah I've not figured it out yet I'm still working on it um yeah and I just think it's really fucking tough especially when you're making a choice between two or three or however many like potentially great scenarios it's it's fucking hard to choose um yeah but yeah man the the glow up I know you don't like that but I'm gonna say it the glow up <laughs> process thought you were done with that in 2020 (laughs) it's not it's not an easy process to like kind of elevate your thinking and elevate who you are and no it's not definitely takes work for sure it does um yeah but when it comes to like other decisions so I'll give a quick tip about like more like less complex decisions like um starting your fitness journey or like quitting smoking, quitting drinking, quitting fast food, you know, those kinds of things. I've done all of those things. Um, and what I found is like, so I'll take you back with a story really quick. So in 2017, I quit drinking for six months. And like, once I made the decision, I'm not going to drink for six months. It was super easy because I was like, I'm just not drinking. I just made that decision. I'm not drinking. So it wasn't an option on the table. Right. So like when you have it as an option on the table, it's like confusing because you're like, which one do I go? You know? And so when that six months was up, I was like, do I keep drinking or do I stay sober from alcohol or do I like go back to drinking? And then there was like an inner turmoil in a way because it was like the date I set was up. And now I have a decision to make, you know, and I decided to start drinking again, but, and then, you know, was a lesson on its own because now I'm like, I moved here in the end of 2017 and the first year and a half I lived here, I gained 20 pounds and then, or almost 20 pounds. And then it took me like a year to get it off. So, mm-hmm. um, but I made the decision again to stop drinking because I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, I don't want, there's a lot of other mental reasons, but like physically I don't want to gain 20 pounds again. So it's, it's as simple as that. So I was just like, point blank, I'm not someone who drinks. And it was easy. Like once I made the decision, it's when you have the multiple options that you're mulling over that make it like, 
a hard thing. Yeah, like, option-based dilemma where it's – and they're all good decisions. Like, they're all good things to be making a decision mm-hmm. about is easy. But when it's something like you just said where it's kind of more black or white, like, I'm either going to continue to feel like shit and gain weight or I'm not. It's a lot easier yeah. to make that decision, I think. Um, yeah. I think so. so, too. But, for I mean, for some people, it's not because – of the addiction yeah, or like course. the comforts of the familiar, right? Oh yeah. For some people it's tough. I, but overall, yeah. I think when it's, it's coming down to like feeling better and good or making yourself look better or being more attractive for some people, whatever mm-hmm. else, like those decisions are quick, rapid fire, easy to make. But I, yeah. I think when it comes to like taking a job or choosing between two jobs that can completely change your future or mm-hmm. choosing to date someone, which will completely change oh god now i'm you from the beginning of the episode you, you got a frog <laughs> oh my god um making a decision on you know who to who to be a who to choose as a partner which will completely change your future it's that's harder because it's a good right. it's a good thing either way you just have right. to tone into what you really want and i think again yeah. again this all comes back down to like what do we really want for ourselves Cut your parents out as influences, cut your friends mm-hmm. out, cut out any fears of potentially then ending up living somewhere else or financial changes. Like cut out all the bullshit that doesn't matter at the end of the day. What do you yourself, logistics excluded, want? Mm-hmm. And that kind of comes down yep. to or moving into like what we chose or what we decided we wanted for 2020. Right? Yeah. Our, our yep. resolutions, dare I say that word. I don't like the word resolutions, but. Me neither. <laughs> um, our goals. Should we say goals? Our hopes? Sure. Our, our intentions. Ooh, let's call it our ammunition. Our ammunition. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I have like tangible goals, but I don't want to, I don't want to share those. Um but I will say, like, overall, I want to, like, improve my leadership skills um, in general and, like, elevate as a person um, in my own, like, personal growth. And then in my business, like, financially elevate, like, all – I kind of just want to go from, like, this plane of living to, like, this plane of living, if that makes She's, sense. Like, they can't I'm, see you, but you're holding – you're holding yeah. them at like tit height and then you went above above the messy above, bun height. For, above the messy bun, For yeah. fem references, it went from tits to messy bun level. So that was a yeah. substantial increase. That's a big – that's like how much I want to level up this year from tit to messy bun. And <laughs> We should so, all be messy buns in 2020, okay? Guys? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I just – I'm ready to like – I started therapy last year to like to help help me work through my limiting beliefs and shit that I've been like carrying around for my whole life. And I've been working on it myself for years. And now I was like, I need some additional help to have someone like talk me through this shit. So I'm just like ready. I feel equipped to finally like release, release the chains of like my own mindset. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And now that I'm not drinking, I don't have a distraction or a mental fog. I'm just like, I'm ready to freaking elevate. And so um, my like word for 2020 is abundance. That's a good word. It's my intention. So that's a really, that's a good word. I like it. I'm, I'm a fan of your, uh, 
abundance goal. Hope, yeah. wish. Um, for me, I think it's fulfillment. Abundance is good too, though, but kind of just stability, stability, stabilization, fulfillment, um, empowerment in a lot of ways. I like that. This year for me needs to be about stability within the business um, Mm -hmm. at a level where it's self-run and then growing off of that. Fulfillment in my personal life, meaning truly being with someone who is a good partner, not just a good time. I think there's a very big difference between a good time and someone who's going to be a good partner. Yeah, Um, for sure. And that requires a change in perception, a change in perspective, a change in and altering the style of person you date and choosing someone whom you think will really fit the bill for partnership long term. And even if you're already in a marriage and you feel the marriage isn't quite where you want it to be, then and maybe looking at that with a different perspective and working on it to reconnect with the person that you chose to be a partner with in the first place and why. Um, yeah. And then self-fulfillment too. Like I just, I want to feel like I've got a hold of everything and I'm stable and grounded and um, not chopping and changing all over the place with living. And yeah, I just, this is the year for me of, if not growth, I think last year was the biggest year of growth. So I think this mm-hmm. year is implementation and um, the roots have been the roots have grown, but now it's time for like the trunk to kind of form and all the, all the branches. It's just really building the foundation for the rest of my life um, and thriving this year. So yeah, it's kind of perfecting yeah. what I've been doing and honing in on it and mastering it. So that's yes, my 2020. I love that. I love that. Sounds and like I... Karate Kid, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> wax on. I totally, on. yeah, I totally freaking relate to that. That's awesome. I'm very excited for you. Thanks, um, Phil. Thanks. Yes, I'm excited because, yeah, like we have an overall intention for this year and like whether, because, mm-hmm. you know, we're not putting too much strain on it. Like this is my goal and it has to be this. Right. Like we're open to flexibility and change and just have that like energy around what we want. And I think that's a hundred percent. I'm going to tell you one thing that's going to be constant this year. What? Um, not drinking smoothies because I drank one this morning and I feel like shit. What was in it? Okay, so after a week of like Miami, and I didn't really, I mean, I indulged in sake at Nobu because it was so good. But Nobu's good. Nobu's great. The sake is ridiculous. Um, but I was like, I woke up really craving hydration mm-hmm. and vitamin C for some reason, and all these things. And I was like, I'm going to make a smoothie of frozen banana an orange, mm-hmm. spinach, water, and some applesauce, like organic applesauce unsweetened, mm-hmm. just to like really get me all this vitamin C and, and hydration. And I drank half of it like four hours ago. My stomach no. hates life. Instant bloating. Like I just don't feel great. I don't – fruit does not sit well with me, and I've known this for yeah. years. And it sucks because when you your body's craving something, you want to give it to it, but – yeah, no. Um, 2020 is still the year of no fruit for Shanna. So <laughs> I tried yeah. it, but um, I'm more definitely more of a bone broth, simple carbohydrate, steamed yeah. vegetable kind of girl for sure. Yeah. Yeah. 
fruit doesn't do super great with me either. Like the sugar. The fructose in it, it is really just, hard to digest. Um, it makes me feel weird. Yeah, I just don't feel like – I don't know how to explain it. It's kind of like a hungover feeling, but you're not hungover. Yeah. Like I could have like a little cutie, like a small <laughs> tangerine. Yeah. Um, and be fine. And I like, especially when I'm traveling, I like to have those because you're like out around all these people and they're in gross germs and stuff. Yeah. And I'm just like, it's a boost, a natural boost of vitamin C, like right quick. And that always, I could do that, like, or a orange or half an orange. Fresh but, like, orange juice, even, even though, but it's just like the yeah, sugars. It's it, too much. It's too I much. mean, the thing with fresh orange juice or fresh juice, even if it's fresh, it's like, you're not getting the fiber, so it's all straight sugar, basically. Yeah, 100%. Um, which is why it's okay in smoothies if you mix it with, like, spinach or something else. But Right. Yeah, no, I just – I don't know what it is, but fruit – I just don't – I don't thrive on fruit. I get bloated. Um, like you said, it's just – I thought my body wanted it, and, um, you yeah, know, it didn't. So Your, your body's, yeah. like, not good at making a decision right now. Apparently, I can't make decisions anywhere, though. No, apparently not. Um, it's like, no. I want this. No, I don't. No, I, I don't. This. No, I don't. No, I don't. But you do, but I don't. But you do. But you should, but I won't. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> fuck me. This is going to be the year of less indecisiveness. But I'm also a Libra, in fairness. But I'm on the yeah. cusp. I'm a Libra and a Virgo, technically. Mm-hmm. But Libras are known for being indecisive. Yeah. And that is me, to a T. So... I'm always chasing the idea of balanced scales. Yeah. Um, but which I feel to find always... them. It's not realistic. No. Which, again, I think a lot of Libras are very unrealistic at times. Um, not unrealistic. That's not true. I think we have very high expectations and we don't like to settle until we've hit mm-hmm. those expectations. But a lot of people are not able to fulfill or hold up to our expectations. And that's why dating is so difficult. That's why. Um, work life can be really difficult because we just expect we demand so much and we put so much on ourselves to Mm -hmm. reach greatness that we want the same in a partner and unfortunately a lot of people don't live their lives that way so it can be tough it's not malicious it's not mean it's just kind of like well if this person isn't striving to be better as well and I don't look at them as superior to me then I'm really bored and I'm probably gonna sabotage this relationship in some way because it's just not it's not pushing me in any way um yeah so I mean I'm like that could be for any growth-minded person though I mean for something like that if they weren't willing to grow then I'd be like peace out homie like my ex I was with for seven years and he said to me that he never wanted to leave Florida. And I was just like, I got to go. Like, I I can't be in this relationship if you're going to play video games all day. That was another thing. He started playing video games all day. But then never wanted to leave Florida. And I was just like, bro, I want to move. Like, I want to live my life. And Yeah, this, like, there's this- more to life than playing a sport or video game all day long. Like, there's yeah. these things called so- building careers. and um traveling and there's just more beyond that so I I hear you you obviously know from my past experience that I feel you on that one yeah Um, yeah so I think that's a good high standard to have though I think it's good I'm not saying it yeah I'm not saying it's a bad thing I think it's just it, it definitely as I've gotten older I've realized um 
you know, a lot of people our age now are getting divorced and things. And I think Mm -hmm. it's because there are still a lot of people that don't make decisions with high standards and they settle and it's more convenient. And I think I'm not saying there's not people out there that get married that are truly in love. They are. And like you included, but there are a lot of people that don't set very high expectations for a partner and they don't look, they don't think um, too deeply on that whole thing. And then they end up in Mm -hmm. kind of just mediocre relationships. So yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's just an acceptance thing of like, I'm someone with really high expectations and sometimes that may mean just waiting a little bit longer and Mm -hmm. until you find what you really want. So anyway, we went off on another tangent there. Um, (laughs) Hopefully y'all got something out of it. (laughs) Hopefully. And yeah, we really do want to hear from you guys how you make decisions when you feel unable to make decisions. Um, Let us know. We'd love to hear it and we can talk about it next week then. How you guys do it, whether it's meditation or writing everything down, pros and cons, or flipping a coin, or just blindly saying, fuck it, this is what I'm doing, and we'll find out. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'd like to I'm hear. I'm excited. Help. I'm excited to see. Give us help. Send help. Um, <laughs> Send help. But yeah, click, follow, subscribe to all things us. I forgot our name for a second. <laughs> Girl, go Girl, feed, go feed yourself. <laughs> that is us i almost i almost named another podcast (laughs) i almost inadvertently plugged somebody else's podcast um yeah click follow subscribe to all things us i.e girl go feed yourself leave some ratings send us some messages we are going to start posting more regularly now on social media um three days three to four days a week i think we said yeah and on our stories i know i think amanda's gonna like whatever you share on your platform you can share on the Girl, go feed yourself as well. I will too, mm-hmm. although my life is a little less exciting than hers at times. Um, but yeah, I think we'll share Uh-oh. more of like what we're up to every day on our platform. And I think that's a good idea. Yeah. I mean, if you guys want, if you want to like see me working out or not drinking a smoothie, I can share, <laughs> I can share that. Watch me not drink smoothies. Watch me not drink smoothies and eat pasta instead. It's much better <laughs> for me. Um, but yeah, thank you guys. And Hope you all enjoyed your holiday. Yes. And we'll see you next week. Remember (laughs) that that we don't actually know, know, but you don't either. either. (laughs) We just (laughs) fucked that up so bad. Whatever. (laughs) Bye, guys. (laughs) Bye.